Is there anybody here with us tonight? Can you make a noise to let us know that you're here? Can't sleep? You came to the right place. Cozy in, because we have an eerie night ahead of us. I'm Sydney. And I'm JC. And we are not afraid. For my local listeners here in Florence, South Carolina and the surrounding area who are looking for some spiritual and holistic healing, please check out The Rustic Raven. You may visit their website at www.therusticraven.net. Call them at 843-229-3973. Email them at rusticravenhealing at gmail.com or like and follow them on Facebook at facebook.com slash ravenhealing. It's not witchcraft, and it's better than a fortune cookie. It is a tool of divination. Tarot cards first appeared in the 14th century and feature 78 cards divided into four different suits, known as wands, coins, cups, and swords, each of which have their own meaning. Swords represent some sort of conflict or moral issue. Cups represent emotion and relationships. Coins represent materialistic things such as security and finances. Wands represent jobs, ambition, and activity. Tarot cards were originally limited to only the wealthy, but since the now-standard Rider weight deck was published in 1909, production has soared, and today there are hundreds of decks available for nearly every interest. Anybody can learn to read tarot cards if you put in the work. You don't have to have special psychic abilities. It just takes practice. Tonight, we sit down with someone who has put in the work. Alicia Roof is a fellow paranormal investigator with South Carolina Paranormal Research and Investigations and has been reading tarot cards for a little over a year now, and she has a lot of information to share with us tonight. Welcome to I'm Not Afraid of the Dark, But I'm Worried About My Fate. All right, Alicia, welcome. Thank you for being here tonight to talk to me about tarot cards. So, before we get started, I just want you to tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into tarot cards and how long you've been doing it. So I'm Alicia Roof, and I am kind of an intuitive psychic medium, and I've been playing with tarot cards full time. I used to dabble, but I've been playing with them full time for about a year and a half. Um, I mean, I was just drawn to it. I was pulled into it and I said, hey, maybe I should get tarot one day. And I did. And I picked up the cards and I started to learn. So that's kind of where it starts for me. So if you wouldn't mind, explain to us a little bit about what tarot cards are. What does that mean? So tarot cards are a form of divination. Um, And for those who don't know what divination means, it means... Seeking knowledge of the future, the unknown, um, 
by using supernatural sources and tarot cards are kind of like that form. It's cardamancy using cards to predict the future and unknown. Um, so a tarot, there are 78 cards. There are 22 major arcana, 56 minor arcana. And the major arcana is like life's karmic and spiritual lessons that you're going to go through throughout your lifetime. While the minor arcana are like the trials and tribulations on a day-to-day basis that you're going to face. That's just like one step forward every day. And it kind of like tarot tells the journey that everybody faces here on earth. It's the fool's journey. And basically tarot helps you discover where you are in that journey and how you can continue to be on your right path towards your mission. Very interesting. Okay, so I was reading that there was hundreds of decks out there with different designs and so forth. So are there differences amongst these decks or are they just have different pictures on them? So there are so many differences between decks. I mean, every deck has its own unique story. Tarot tells a story. And it's the same with Oracle. Everything tells a story and it's using your intuition and piecing together that story. That's how you help people. Now, there are decks that have like a darker side that you're going to feel that have a darker side where you're like, "Mm, I probably shouldn't pick that one. But there are decks that are going to call to you and some have darker meanings, some have lighter meanings. Um, And some just like the typical Rider Waite, which is basically the first deck, the traditional deck. Um, I mean, that's where you can start too. basically. The images tell you a story and it's your job to decipher them. And all the decks have different versions of the story. I think I can say that, but they all have different versions of the same story. So with that in mind, how do you know what deck is right for you? So I actually wondered that same thing myself when I first started and I first chose my tarot deck. And I literally went on Amazon and I scrolled like tarot cards. And literally, (laughs) this is how I pick some wine bottles sometimes. I look (laughs) at the imagery And does it call to me or not? Does it give me a bad vibe? Does it give me a good vibe? Does it give it, is the deck something I would want to work with to help others? That's how you choose a deck. You just know it's right for you. And for me, some days I'll, I'll see a deck, but I let it sit with myself for a week. And if I still feel that pull towards it, yes, I am definitely buying it. So can you combine multiple decks? So by combining decks, in a sense, no, you can't just like, I mean, you can if you just want to be really unorganized, but that's not (laughs) me. It's very personalized. But for me, I can use a lot of different decks in one reading. Um, I might start with tarot and then I'm, you know, pulled to one of my oracle cards. So I'm like, hey, what's the oracle card got to say? And sometimes they coincide like with a certain card on the deck or anything. And you can bring that in and 
you know, you mesh it together and how they're related and, you know, you, you help the person out. But for me personally, um, other than using different ducks as I'm drawing yet keeping an organized way, um, I don't quote unquote, just combine, but I do in readings, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So I was also reading when doing my research that anyone can read tarot. Do you agree with that? And if so, what's the secret? Because I was looking through um, all the tarot cards and all of the suits and what everything meant and all of these different meetings and the different organizations that they had. I was very lost. And so I was trying to picture how, you know, if anybody can truly do this, what's the secret? So the biggest secret of tarot is that there's no secret. Literally, that's, that's what it is, unfortunately. I remember picking up my first Rider Waite uh, deck of tarot cards and flipping the first card over, and it was like the Seven of Cups. And I'll always remember, I'm like, I don't know what the heck this means. What does this mean? And really, it's tarot is what you, if you're ready for like intense. It's not studying, but it's like using your higher self and part intuition, part, you know, common sense sometimes even. Um, people bash the ego, but they, it can work with you. <laughs> but um, honestly, the best way to get started is what I, what I did. You have to commit to it. First, it's a major commitment. It's like marriage, okay? <laughs> your card deck is it's what you make it you can be friends with it or it can just like throw you bad stuff all the time because you're mean because card decks have their own personality it's strange but everybody will agree to this um so yeah the secret is literally pick up the card flip it learn the meanings learn the meanings of it be familiar with every card in your deck and everyone tells their own story everyone's going to sound different every single time too when you pull it um, it's just really, it's like you get married to your deck and you bring it into your life and you spend time with it and you learn eventually it's, it's studious, but it's exciting. Yeah, it definitely seems very exciting to me. So speaking of meaning, what can you share with us just briefly, what the meaning of this different suits are? Absolutely. So the first suit, I will say, are cups. So cups are associated with water, um, usually your love life, emotion. Um, and some people vary with this, but for me, it is the summer months um, and its cardinal direction is south. And since it's a water sign, it's Cancer Scorpio Pisces. So it has a lot of different meanings to it. Um, just like all the other suits. And the next suit, um, wands, it is a fire sign, Leo, Sagittarius, Aries. It basically represents your passion, your consciousness, personality, ego, and like what makes you tick. Um, for me, it's autumn and it's facing west. The next suit, um, swords, I always call swords the mental game because it's what it is. Um, it represents masculinity, the masculine side of you, 
the intellect, the mind. Um, this is also an air sign, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. And for me, it's winter and east facing. And then the last sign, because there's four suits, pentacles, that represents money, possessions, wealth. Um, it's earth, which is Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And for me, it represents north and spring. Um, so those are the four suits, and that's pretty much a quick thing of how they how they get interpreted. That's actually really fascinating because I had no idea uh, that they corresponded to the, the seasons or the uh, horoscopes even. So that's learned something new already. So in doing my research again, um, I kept coming across a lot of terms that were giving me some trouble and trying to sort through this and figure it out. So can you explain what upright and reversed means? So with every card, there's upright and reversed. So all upright is, for the, and it varies for different cards, but for the majority of the cards, of the 78 cards in the deck, um, it's the positive aspects of your life um, pertaining to the card. However, reversed, kind of opposite, it actually literally is opposite. It's the negative side. Not always. There's a few cards that kind of like change from side to side. But for the most part, um, you see the reverse and it's not always good. However, sometimes the reverse can give you solutions to a problem that you never thought. So you just kind of have to familiarize yourself with each meaning of the card and how it's depicted on upright or reverse so you take 78 plus meanings to a card times like four and there's all these things and your job is to interpret them per each person's situation so it takes a lot of like energy work to do <laughs> but honestly it's it's for me it's so fun I can see how it would be fun because it's almost like trying to piece together a different puzzle every time. But how does a reading work? Because I've never done one of these. So how does it work? Tell me what the process is like. Do you, do you draw cards? Does the person you're reading draw the cards? How many cards do you draw? Just paint a picture for me on how if I were to come in and sit down in front of you right now and said, hey, will you give me a tarot card reading? How would that process unfold? Okay, so if you were to walk in to me to get a reading, I would ask you if you're ready for the truth because tarot cards will tell you the truth. And it's it may not be what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. So if you were to sit down in front of me, I would probably start. You don't necessarily have to draw the cards. I can do it myself. It's honestly personal preference. Everything is super personalized. Um, you kind of just go with the flow, or at least I do. I go with the flow. But most of my readings, especially due to COVID, are online. So what I do now is if you were to message me on Facebook Messenger, I'm going. this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask, do you just want it written or do you want it spoken or do you want to go on video? It's preference. Every reading despite distance is done the same way. It's all about connecting to the energy. So I will connect to you. And what I like to do 
it's so I know that my deck is telling me the truth, I will draw cards first. And this is my own way of knowing. Um, and I will ask you what's up. I'm like, hey, so what's up? What's going on? And I already know what's going on. That's the thing. I'm just seeing if you know what's going on. Because if you don't, I will either say, okay, I already knew this because X, Y, and Z. Or, mm, no, you're not quite seeing the bigger picture. Um, and then we go from there. Like, if you want to cut the deck, you can cut the deck. If you want to draw three cards yourself, you can. Um, it's honestly up to you. It Basically, the reader just listens to the querent. <laughs> wow, that's pretty awesome. So I've heard people say they knew tarot cards because they served as a conversation starter. Um, actually my co-host who's out this month, JC said when she plays D and D they use a set of tarot cards as a conversation starter to get uh, the game rolling and get everybody talking. I don't know if you have any experience with this, but how, how would they serve or could they serve as a conversation starter? So the great thing about tarot is it can be used in literally anything, anything you want to know. Just ask your tarot. It'll tell you. So with people playing like Dungeons and Dragons, it's going to set the stage um, of the story. It's going to give this person who is the story maker or whatever they want to call it in D&D. &D, um, it's going to dungeon master. What is it? <laughs> Anyways, um, they're going <laughs> to, it's the guy who tells the story. That's all I know. Um, but I'm telling you, it sets the stage for his creativity and how he takes the story within tarot. So the tarot cards can give him his entire D&D &D journey. It's as simple as that. He's setting the stage. He's using it. Um, and this is how the journey starts. It's, it's, it's a journey. Tarot is a journey. And using it in something like D&D &D is a perfect example of it and how you can set the stage and move through successfully. Great. And I read that there are different polls that go on in tarot, such as the three card, tree of life, Celtic cross, pentagram. Can you explain what some of these are, what those look like, and what other sorts of polls out there, if you have a personal preference, or if, again, it's just up to the reader, if it depends on the situation, how do you determine that? So the big thing is... Um with tarot is all those spreads, the tree of life, you know, the Celtic spread, all those are, in my opinion, of course, this varies from everyone. Um, in my opinion, it's just to look fancy. You don't need a fancy spread. You don't need cards placed over each other to look confusing and fun. Um, it's like a show. It's just saying, okay, Every single card you place in a certain position has its own meaning. For me, some days I like putting cards in a circle. And other days I like putting cards in a super straight line. And other days I just line them up. It's different every day. You kind of create when you do it. Um, I think these spreads that got famous were the ones that got most commonly used and exactly how they became famous. It's kind of like more of the beautiful, like beautification of it all. Um, but for me, I will just 
pull like 18 cards straight in a row and it all tells me the same story that a Celtic spread or a tree of life is going to tell you. Short, sweet, and to the point. I can appreciate that. So let's look a little bit into some of the deeper, I guess you could say, questions, things that I know people who are unfamiliar with tarot are wondering because I'm wondering them too. First of all, is tarot in any way, shape, or form related to religion? Can you separate the two? Do you have to be religious to read, to be read? So I can tell you right now that I am um, I'm a Catholic, so it's you know how strict it can be. However, I call myself uh, maybe a bad Catholic because I don't follow rules. Um, for me, yes, I still believe in a higher power and all that. But I think I like once you know, you can't unknow. And now I know um, things are deeper than what they seem. Um, for me, it's kind of like a wider range of spectrum. But I have friends that are strict Catholics that do tarot. I have friends that are kind of like pagan that do tarot. It, it doesn't matter. It's kind of like are you drawn to it or not? Because usually you can you can put those differences aside. And it, in my opinion, it can be, but most of the time it's not. That's very interesting. So I asked that question because uh, back on our first episode, back in October, we interviewed a witch. And I asked her the same exact thing. Does witchcraft relate with religion? Because we seem to have, as a general consensus in society, that any of this uh, paranormal stuff, witchcraft, tarot cards, voodoo, whatever, has to do with religion. And she had the almost exact same answer that you did, which is fascinating to me that um, for her, witchcraft and religion don't necessarily have to line up because she uh, said that she was a pagan. So very interesting that you guys had that same exact answer. And I think that's sort of something that's important um, continuing through this podcast and exploring the paranormal is that uh, while it is sort of a spiritual sort of thing, it, it's not always married to organized religion and the way that we expect it to be. So on a related note, is tarot card reading or getting a similar or different from getting a reading from a psychic or medium? So how might those things be similar or are they not similar at all? How are those things different? Because to me, it sounds like it's kind of related, but I'm not the expert here. So using tarot cards, it's, it's, um, for me, it's what you want to make it. Um, if I, there's a difference between psychics and mediums. Not everyone is a medium, but everyone can be a psychic and vice versa. Um, with mediums, they're able to connect to the other side. They're able to connect to spirits that have passed, um, to those that want to bring themselves forward. Of course, it's free will. Um, when you get a psychic reading, it's more intuitive. I can tell you what's happening in your waking life and I can see what's coming. Um, what I actually do with tarot cards, um, I use them for a different like multitude of things. So I'm a medium as well. Um, and sometimes when things get fuzzy, because you have like images in your head and sometimes they get jumbled around because um, spirit likes to 
relate things that you know. Like, so if you know what the devil is in your brain is the guy from Insidious, that's what it's going to pop up to you as. Um, but what happens with tarot is, yes, the question. And it could be, hey, um, Luis is in front of me, but I can't quite get the message. Tarot, like, visually verb like verbalizes the story for you so you have it in your head but like it helps you write it down and it helps you show everyone else what's going through your mind for me I can say okay this is what's happening in my mind and this tarot is confirming it so this is the story you can almost use it for anything most people use it for you know future readings and stuff but for me I can I can use it um on a ghost hunt to figure out what kind of spirits are in a building kind of as like a remote view just for visual confirmation for myself. And I can use it for what you need to work on in the spiritual journey or what's to come. Or um, for me, usually my favorite poll is a three card poll, which is a um, your current problem, what outcome and what's the solution of that one outcome you can take. So honestly, you can use it for a multitude of things. All right. So good to know. Now, can you explain for us keying and what a signifier card is? Yeah. So when you're keying a deck, um, imagine just getting it from Amazon or wherever you ordered it from in the mail. Um, You unwrap the plastic and you're really excited to see it. Sometimes, um, before even touching the deck or even starting to work with the deck, you have to attune to it um, and get to know it. It's kind of like a love. <laughs> you start by asking questions for yourself and how you get to know them. It's literally like a marriage um, and the beginning steps of it. It's you find keywords of each card. You get to know each card. You, um, you take the feeling of each and it's literally just honestly um, familiarizing yourself with the cards and attuning yourself to the deck. And then the signifier card on the other hand is used um, to represent your querent for who you're reading. Um, For this, the signifier card is the personality. It sticks out. So if I'm talking to a really mature, emotional female, she's going to stick out as the queen of cups to me. Very grounded, very stable, um, emotionally mature, just head on good head on her shoulders. That's what you're going to be. A signifier card describes someone that you're reading. Like the magician could be a male. The high priestess could be a female. Um, Kings are generally older established men. Queens are older established women. Um, The the knights are um, men and women in their prime, like mid-30s, you know, prime age, 30s, 40s. Um, And the page represents younger men and women and kids. So it's kind of, it gives you clues Um, as to who you're talking about in your reading. Okay, and you already answered the last question for us earlier on in the episode, which is quite fine. Um, So is there anything that I didn't ask you that we didn't mention that we didn't bring up that you feel is absolutely crucial to understanding tarot cards? Or do you have any advice for anybody who might be 
trying to thinking about getting into it, but isn't quite sure um, if they should commit to it. I do. Um, first, I do have people who even come to me who want to pick up tarot for the first time. And they're like, what do I do? Like, how do I get started? I want to do this. And step one, pick the deck that you're attracted to. Just like you'd pick a guy out or a girl out in a restaurant or wherever. It's the same way with a tarot deck. You get attracted to it. And you need to be patient with yourself. You have to be patient because it's going to get frustrating. It's going to get um, it's going to get a lot because there's a lot of information. There is a lot of information. You have to familiarize yourself with 78 cards in a deck times a billion different meanings. And each meaning is different depending on who you're reading. Um, so it's a game, but it's a fun game, but you have to commit. It's like chess. Like, you got to commit. So what I can say there is um, ask for help when you need it, but be patient. Um, do one card at a time, one card at a time, one card every day. Get to know the meaning. Let it sit with you and know what it means to you because tarot cards um, tell different stories to everyone. For me, it's, telling a story about how you journey through life to stay where you're supposed to be, to get back on your mission. Um, it's very rewarding. But if you were a person that wanted to get a tarot reading, uh, I recommend that you be ready to hear the truth because while everything is love and light, I feel like that's kind of overplayed because I can tell you firsthand experience, someone who went from zero to like a million, the spiritual journey is real and the journey through life is real. <laughs> and like I said, I was the first one that thought I could take every swerve, but I couldn't. But be ready to hear what you need to hear. You have to be open, but you also have to be willing to change because I can tell you in life, and especially in tarot readings, there are, there are no magic pills unless you're like some random really lucky person. Um, what we can do with tarot is keep you going towards the right path, but you also have to put action to words because that's how we move energy. So basically on both ends, be prepared to work. Right. Well, the truth can set you free. That's that certainly seems to be true in this case. And I usually tell people if they want readings or if, if I've resonated with them, send me a message and we'll book your spot. I welcome everyone and anyone. I am always looking to help people change for the better and get back on their mission and solve your ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, uh, I love ghost hunting. <laughs> and I think that's partially why I do it too. It's a good <laughs> blend. It's a good blend with ghost hunting. I've remote viewed with tarot cards a billion times on our like clients. And I've told, I've told people like, Hey, I think this is what's going to happen. And I'm not even on the investigation. And they're like, Oh yeah, it resonated. And that's really cool. Sort of inside knowledge or a, 
sort of an extra tool in your pocket that and like I inadvertently picked it up like I was like "Mm." one day I was like well I play with tarot and I know I can do this why not see if I can see what's going to happen tonight on this investigation or inquire what spirits are there or what do they want and tarot is always answered that's fantastic well I'd love for us to get on an investigation where I can see that work. I know we don't run opposite sides of the state, so that doesn't happen very often, but <laughs> I would be interested in seeing how that played out because that's it's very fascinating to me. I that's why we do things on this podcast. I try to do things that I don't understand because I want to learn genuinely am interested oh, and want yeah. to learn it's more so about it. So fun. Like it's a mental challenge, but it's so rewarding because you can you can learn so much from it. Tarot can tell you anything you want to know as long as you're willing to listen. And I think people have the ability to do that. It's just, I just, I don't know. I I can't even fathom that people can do this, but at the same time, it's so cool. Like I'm blown away every time I get somebody (laughs) on here who tells me about this stuff. And Oh yeah, it's definitely, it's, I love it. If it's you awesome. told me I would be like a full blown tarot reader, maybe even like a year and a half ago, I've been like, bull crap. But here I am. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> but I think I didn't quite know who I was back then. And it's a whole freaking, trust me, it's a whole journey. And you're going to hate yourself. You're going to love yourself. You're going to cry. You're going to get angry. You're going to do everything. It's awful. Spiritual journeys are not fun and fluff. I can tell you that. <laughs> You doubt yourself so much that you have to fight yourself to not doubt yourself. And it's just like a never ending battle. New level, new devil. (laughs) All right. Well, and I think a lot of the stuff people only think exist in like TV and they don't realize that, you know, like regular people do this stuff too. And I think that's what blows people away the most. It's like your next door neighbor could, you know, be, reading tarot cards or your second cousin could be you know doing witchcraft or whatever and people don't get that well i mean it's funny because a lot of us um especially since you know older times had to hide it and i think we still all kind of hide it a little bit because while there are most of the world's waking up to it, but there are those people that actually live closer than you think where you can't be like, well, hey, you want a tarot card, neighbor? They're going to be like, no, you're weird. <laughs> what it is. So for me, I hid it for a long time. And I really, in the end, I wasn't helping anyone. And I wasn't even helping myself hiding it. And all of a sudden, I started getting into this more and doing the work the actual up and downs of the work and I feel like after that because you've been through such a battle within yourself you're like I'm not holding this in anymore I don't care I am who I am and this is what it is um I still act the same around people I don't act any different I don't try to push tarot readings on people like I know people come to me people come to me when they're ready and I know it I don't go searching for it um, because if you, re- I've always just, it's been a that pattern in my life where people want to truly change. I know they're going to find me. So I don't go to my next door neighbor and be like, would you like a tarot reading? Like, I just don't do that. Yeah, that's awesome. And you definitely seem to enjoy what you're doing, which is important. 
Oh, yeah, this is definitely, like, the calling that I knew that was coming, but I, like, pushed away for so long. <laughs> you know, you're just, like, a little player in the big world, but stuff like this makes you remind yourself, like, it does, it reminds you that you matter. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again, Alicia, for sitting down with us tonight and sharing your expertise. If you would like to schedule a reading with Alicia, you can message her on Instagram at Alicia Roof or Facebook at facebook.com slash A Brooksy. So that's Instagram at Alicia Roof, A-L-I-S-H-A-R-O-O-F, or facebook.com slash A-B-R-O-O-K-S-I-E. Goodbye 2020 and hello 2021. Our New Year's resolution is to obtain 1,000 Facebook followers and 1,000 podcast plays by the end of the year. If you haven't yet, please like and follow us on Facebook, leave a review about our podcast on your favorite streaming service, and check out our new YouTube channel at the links provided in the show notes. We wholeheartedly believe in the promotion of small local businesses. If you or someone you know has special knowledge on the paranormal, it would like a chance to appear in an episode. Or if you would like for us to promote your business in our next episode, please email us at notafraidpodcast2020 at gmail.com. That's notafraidpodcast2020 at gmail.com. All that we ask for in return is that you help promote us. Thank you for joining us. Tune in next time as JC returns to take us on a tour of Zor, Ohio. We are not afraid.